MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. And we're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the US? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're into the final week of the MLB regular season. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through it. Everything that's happening, winners, losers, where we need to be. And joining me uh, with all the relevant info, um, he's got his finger on the pulse, Houston, Texas. It's Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, hello, mate. How are you? I'm doing well. I thought I was going to have to send out a uh, search party to find <laughs> you laying down in a ditch somewhere. I don't know. You've had quite the weekend, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not proud of myself. Um, <laughs> at one point, I was in a different country, Moonaf, um, oh, wow. on Friday. Yeah, I was. I found myself in Wales, which I'd never expected. Um, only oh. briefly. Yeah. I drove over a bridge, and I was in a different country, and then I drove back over the bridge, and I was back in England. Um, there you go. So, yeah, I've had fun. We went to watch the golf, um, which was a complete non-event, as it turns out. Um, yeah. It was just disappointing, really, because obviously the Ryder Cup's not something anyone's going to get upset about winning or losing, really. So it wasn't a case if we were uh, kicking kicking the cat if we got beat. But um, you just wanted some good sport, really, and it never it never happened. I mean, even, I don't know, your point of view that uh, a bloodless victory for America, was it was that satisfying or did you feel the same? It was just a shame that you didn't get... You, you want to run on the Sunday of the singles games, don't you? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was a pretty convincing win by uh, USA. I mean, I think what in the first two days, the competition or, or the uh, the cup was o- uh, over. Um, yeah. I was just honestly, I was keeping track of it on the golf uh, on our Slack channel. Um, you know, with with college football going on and baseball going on, and then uh, NFL happening on Sunday. I, I just I, I wasn't really you know watching it. I was just getting updates from either Twitter or or like I said, our our golf our golf uh, Slack channel. But um it seemed like that what only John Rahm and Sergio did well for uh Europe and then everybody else was kind of whatever. Yeah that's right. John Rahm was great all weekend uh him and Sergio and then with a few of the others struggling, particularly Rory, I thought that yeah uh Harrington really had nothing to lose by changing it round, but he just didn't. He just stuck to his guns. Um and by the time you get to the second afternoon, it's too late. You can't do anything. So, yeah, yeah it was it was a bit of a non-event. But I've had a fun weekend. I was due to come home yesterday, but I could not face that five-and-a-half-hour drive yesterday. <laughs> um, so all my friends went home, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they only live about an hour away. Okay. Um, so I stayed last night. I was by myself in this giant 12 bedroom house. Wow. With a swimming pool and all sorts. Um, and I couldn't, eat. I was just a shell of a man. Uh, set my alarm this morning and did drive the five and a half hours back. So I'm back in Newcastle now, but yeah. There we go. Uh, it's, been, it's been a fun weekend, but um, I'm counting the minutes to uh, to bedtime enough. So um, MLB, it's been, a, well, like I say, we're into the last week. So yeah, um, all sorts of things going on. Things going down to the wire. It's pretty exciting, I must admit. Um, we'll get into all that in a minute. We'll go through our, our picks Um what I'm going to say is, Munaf, uh, the team went four for six, which is quite good, isn't it? The team did go four for six. Um, what are you smirking at, Munaf? Why are you smirking at I'm me not smirking. It, te- it's a team effort. Smirking. It's always a team effort. <laughs> you know, we there's weeks where, you know, if I'm having a bad week, you and Scott pick me up. If if uh, Scott's having a bad week, you know, you and I will pick him up. If you're having a bad week, uh, Scott and I will pick you up. So it, it's always a team effort here. We know we're not going to. We'll give each other shit offline, but we're not we're not going to do it on the <laughs> podcast, which I at least will try not to. No, but um, yeah, like you said, we had a four and two weekend. Um, I'll, I'll quickly go through mine. Uh, Friday, I had the Giants run line versus the Rockies. Honestly, they've been mispricing the Giants all season long, and and yeah. it's continuing even here in the final week of the season. Um, I took the Giants run line. I believe I got it around minus one thirty, and I think got all the way up to minus forty, minus one forty by game time, but um. The Rockies kind of kept it competitive, I think, up until maybe that fifth or sixth inning. And then the Rockies, or sorry, the Giants just kind of pulled away. Um, I did take the minus one and a half run line, also the minus two and a half, and also the team total for the Giants. So all three of those came to fruition. Um, and like I said, you know, we talked about that the if the Giants were going to win this division, that they're going to have to go into Colorado and win all three of those games. And I believe they did, they did do that. And they start this week against Arizona. So, um, you know, again, if they have a two-game lead, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, they took care of business against the Rockies on Friday. And then my dog, um, you know, this I guess you could put a kind of put a question mark by this because it was going to be um, Zach Grinky versus Frankie Montas. But I think maybe an hour or so before the game, they put Zach Grinky on the IL. But I went ahead and bet this anyways. I think it goes more of how well Frankie Montas was doing against the Astros and Recently, in in recent form, he's been doing really, really well for the A's. So I had the A's first five money line. They took care of business there, and then also they won the full game. So 2-0 for me there. And then Scott also had a sweep this weekend. He had a great weekend. Uh, Saturday, he had the Cardinals run line versus the Cubs. Again, Cardinals, we'll get into that in a minute, but they're just keep on chugging along. They got the 8-5 victory over the Cubs on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I believe he took the Mariners money line versus Angels with uh, Otani on the mound for the Angels. And the Mariners took care of business there five to one. So uh, between Scott, myself, and you, we went four and two. And I'll let you get into your picks. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott's uh, Cardinals win on Saturday. I think I put that game on. Um, yeah. And I think they were five nothing down, uh, the Cards, yeah, or five one down yeah. early. Uh, I was telling all the boys I was with, I had no interest whatsoever. I was trying to tell them what was going on. Um, and then, yeah, watch the Cardinals come back. They'd just forgotten how to lose. But yeah, um, I went over two and I really wasn't particularly close. The Red Sox-Yankees, I took the over. The line was at 10. That was the game that Stanton hit the grand slam, um, which finished five to three. So it got kind of close in the end, yeah. uh, but it was never, never really looked like it was going to win. And the other one could not have been further away. I took the first five over in the Royals-Tigers games. 
Um, and there was just no base runners. There was no nothing. Uh, the two pitches were great and it finished. Uh, the It was one one to nothing after the first five, yeah. yeah. Uh, so nothing there for me. Um, again, my tally site picks have been great. Uh, yes. But I couldn't I couldn't get the two two that we claimed. So, yeah, well, you uh, were not the ideal. One, you were the when, number one picker this week in uh, tally side. And, uh, was I? Yeah, you were number one, I think, and then I was number two, and I think Will was number five. So another great week. Wow for uh, the uh, boys over at SGPN. So I, you got to give your, yourself a, a pat on the back, at least for that being number one on tally side over there for this past week. And that's why we tell everybody go, you know, go to tally site or, or sorry, go to Emma uh, sports gambling podcast.com hit the MLB tab, check out our picks. You know, we were all clear above 62% this last week. So hopefully we can, you know, finish strong again in the final week of the season here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's have a little look around the league, Moon. I've just some yeah. stuff that's been going on uh, before we get into the real uh, the real meat of these playoff races. And the Rays, uh, we talked about the Rays last week. I said how uh, disappointed with myself I was that we'd underestimated them. And they clinched the AL East. Um, yeah. Again, relatively, relatively bloodlessly. I mean, from this has been wrapped up from, oh, when would you say, Post- maybe mid-summer? I would probably say after the trade deadline, though, because when the Red Sox kind of fell off, the Rays just kind of took off and they took over this division. And at the same time, the Red Sox were faltering and then also the Yankees were. And then, you know, the Rays, I believe maybe last week or the week before, they they had, I think, lost three or four in a row, but they still had enough of a cushion of, I think it was like eight games and they got down to like five and a half, but they took care of business this weekend against the Marlins and they, and they clinched the ALE. So, you know, congrats to the Rays. We've talked about this last week, Malcolm. That it's always we're always talking about the Red Sox and the Yankees in this division, and every single season, people always doubt the Rays, and here they are with the with the moves that they made at the trade deadline by getting a couple more bats and and calling up Wander Franco. Um, their bats have just been super hot, and they've been finding ways to win games even with their pitching. I mean, they don't have the big names on the pitching side like some of the you know the Yankees with the Garrett Coles and the Chris Sales and and the and the the Jose Barrios of, of the of the Blue Jays but they just find ways to win games and you know I think we have to give a lot of credit to Kevin Cash and what he's been able to do with this team especially being in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm 6 to 1 the race for the World Series at the moment or um what 9 to 4 so plus 325 yep. if you want them to take down the American League and I mean again those prices still really uh yeah, uh, a gigantic. For, they were, they're a 97 win team. Um, you've got the Giants and the Dodgers who've won more games, but um, the Rays would be tucked in third behind them. Um, and uh, yeah, six to one and um, and nine to four uh, for those two things. Uh, just still, still seem underrated. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals that you mentioned, Moon, have 16 games, man. Where's this come from? It's absolutely outstanding. Brilliant. They're bad. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, their bats have just been hot. And like you said, they were down, what, 5-1 to one on Saturday against the Cubs, yeah. and they just found a way to come back and win. I think they were also down in um, the game on Sunday. I think they were down like one nothing or 2-1 to one going into the eighth inning, and they I think they found a way to get the 4-2 victory over the Cubs. But they're playing great baseball at the right time. I mean, if you're going to be hot, if they can carry this into the final week of the season and get it into the uh, wild card game, I mean, who knows what can happen with the Cardinals, right? And I think we we mentioned this last week with pretty much every single batter in their lineup is contributing, and they've gotten great pitching also. So 
Jack Flaherty's back. Adam Wainwright, you know, looks like in Cy Young form. Uh, Miles Mikolos has also been great for them. So, you know, they, they have a series coming up against the Brewers this week, starting tonight. So, you know, keep an eye on the Cardinals. Who knows? Maybe they can push this up to 20. I was going to say, is that the record, 20? Something I have to, we'll probably have to look up. Let me look that up and then, and then, you know. Um, can, obviously, I know the uh, Oakland A's had that uh, 20 game winning streak, uh, famously yeah. documented in Moneyball. And I know there was a couple of teams uh, that they joined at that, uh, that juncture, but I don't know if there's, uh, if there's any more. But yeah, that was really good. Um, little bits of silliness from around the league, moving off as usual, the uh, Joe West um, in his last season, I think. Um, so he had to get, uh, he had to get one last uh, incredible cock up in. Um, and yeah, Sunday night game between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, calls a foul ball on a, uh, it was a foul tip. Yeah. Um, which uh, Vasquez dropped on the transfer. It was a right. little snow cone catch. It was one of those snow cone catches mm. uh, where the ball's kind of right at the tip of your glove. Um, and he just dropped it on the transfer. Joe West called the, uh, called it a, a foul ball. ball. Yeah. And then on the very next pitch, uh, Aaron Judge hits a two run single. Yeah, but how did was there no no um, capability to review that then from the for the Red Sox or did did no one notice? How didn't Vasquez be more demonstrative? I only saw a little clip of it. I didn't really see the thing in its entirety. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, why Alex Cora didn't challenge this, or maybe they didn't have a challenge. I didn't catch that part. But at that juncture in the game, when you were up two to one, and and then on the very you know what's going to happen, right? When there's always an error in a game or a missed call in a game, that very next pitch or two, it's going to go against you. And it happens nine times out of 10. And it happened again for the Red Sox on oh, it a Sunday night. So it, it, I think that's something that the dugout, the bench coaches, the, uh, the manager, Alex Cora, really has to pay attention to. Because like we said, that the next pitch can change the entirety of the game. And it did, right? With Aaron Judge hitting that two-run single that turned into a double for him. So, you know... I think that's a poor judgment by uh, both, I think, Vasquez and also Alex Cora, and it, it cost them the game, and then eventually the Red Sox got swept this weekend by the Yankees. So, you know, those two teams are battling for the um, the wild card positioning. Blue Jays are on their heels. Um, and, and I think Joe West, I think he said he's retiring. I'm not sure yeah, if I, I saw think- this news, retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, I mean, that's uh, another Joe West moment, like you mentioned. I mean, one of many uh, like him and Angel Hernandez have over their careers of how (laughs) many bad calls they've had. So, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. But for the fortunately for the Red Sox, they get the Orioles to start the week here. So maybe they can beat up on the Orioles, get a little winning streak going and then, you know, just kind of forget about what happened against the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. Um Another um, one of these things that baseball throws up a little uh, a little fun thing was uh, Cleveland outfielder Bradley Zimmer uh, hitting a homer off his brother for Kansas City, Kyle Zimmer, um, a couple of nights ago. Um, the first time since 1975 uh, yeah. that one brother has uh, has hit another brother for a home run, which was and I think these are do you know these names? The uh, it was the Astros, uh, Joe Necro. Is mm-hmm. it on Necro? Necro. Necro, you're right. Yeah, off uh, off the Braves, Phil Necro, because I yeah. think they're quite famous names. The Necros. I yes. mean, obviously, my my history isn't uh, isn't as polished as it could be, but the Necros are quite big names, I think, aren't they? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I saw this note come across yesterday, and uh, it just tells you how tough it is for 
to not only make it into the leagues, whether it's any sport, but for two brothers to kind of face face each other, uh, face each other against, uh, you know, being a pitcher and a batter. And for that to kind of come together, that's kind of crazy. I think they said it was only like the fourth time in history that's fourth happened. Fourth time, then, yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a 1904. Yeah. There was a 1933. And then there was the 1975 before the day. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that amused me. And um, the, the press conference were quite funny, actually. I don't know. I think, uh, I think the pitcher had struck out the batter. Uh, Bradley been struck out earlier on, so he was happy to get one, get one back over on him. Um, and then the final thing before we crack on Moon off is this Mets record. Um, I mean, we know the Mets are going to Mets. Uh, they've cost me plenty times this season. Uh, they've spent the most days uh, with the lead in the division um, for a team who aren't going to make the playoffs in the history of MLB. So <laughs> I think they were top of the division for something like. I think it was 104 days mm-hmm. and they're not even going to nearly make the playoffs. Uh, so like we've said before, the Mets seem very similar. They have very strong Newcastle United vibes about them. Is that if there's a horrible record to be set, the Mets are going to do it. Um, and yeah, this is quite impressive because yeah. like, so they were, even though they weren't playing well, they, they did sit on top of that division for a long, 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 long time. And we just yeah. expected them maybe to get a little bit better and start turning the screw. And then it just went the opposite way. They just got worse and have, uh, and have set that record. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this like all throughout the season when, when we're having our episodes in our podcast is that the Mets were pretty much leading this division, I think, up until maybe, what, three, four weeks ago, maybe about a month ago or, or a month and a half ago that that the other division or the other um, teams of the division were either struggling with injuries or the batting wasn't there or the pitching wasn't there, but because the Mets pitching had been really, really good, it kind of propelled them to have this, this lead all throughout the season. And now that when they, once they lost Jacob deGrom, that was pretty much it for the Mets. And, and I think that, you know, we kind of predicted that the Mets, that if they didn't have deGrom, they, they weren't going to win this division or maybe even have a chance to make the playoffs. But um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of changes coming for the Mets this off season. Um, whether that's at the manager position, because I mean, you take it on paper, Malcolm, if we look at it, this, this team has, especially on the batting side, now that they added Francisco Lindoro in the trade and you added a hot and cold bat of Javi Baez, but the other names around them with Pete Alonso, you know, JD Davis, Dominic Smith, uh, Brandon Nimmo, um, Michael Conforto. I think they're, 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 it's a pretty good lineup. If you look at it on paper, I think for them is just kind of putting it all together now. And, you know, they have great pitching. Hopefully they get Noah Syndergaard back next season. But, you know, it, it, it all just didn't come together for them this season, I guess. And especially, I think we talked about it a lot, is that the offense and the batting was really, really atrocious this season. It was only going to keep – the pitching was only going to keep them afloat for so long. Yeah, the combination of bits of bad luck, obviously the injuries – but then the pitching's quite deep, so they lose the they lose yeah. Syndergaard and uh, Degrom. But then you go Marcus Stroman, you go Carlos. He's had Carrasco, a great season. Uh, Taiwan Walker. And bear in mind, if you compare that to a lot of the rotations we've mentioned over the last couple of months, how a lot of teams have just seem to have a lot of SP threes or SP fours at the top of the rotation due right. to injury or whatever. Yeah. Um, and actually, the Mets are all quite deep. And like you say, that lineup is really good. Um, 
I don't think they've been managed particularly well. I don't think their use of analytics has been great. Um, they cannot hit with runners in scoring position at all. Um, but yeah, they've just absolutely fallen off a cliff. So we'll have to see what happens to them uh, next season. I mean, the main thing in that division is that I didn't expect Philly to do anything. And really, with a, with a winning percentage of 519, Philly shouldn't be anywhere near, uh, but they are. Uh, and Atlanta's pitching was really struggling. They were very thin at pitcher. Uh, and um, they lost Ronald Acuna as well. So we weren't, we weren't expecting Atlanta to be great, which they haven't. Atlanta are at 535 uh, percentage. Again, yeah. not really. Shouldn't be anywhere near the top of that division. Yet they are. Um, so, yeah, that's just been a, a bit of an anomalous season all around, really. That, that division's been an odd one. Um, underdog update, Munaf, our September underdogs. Um, we haven't updated this for probably five or six days now. So uh, how's that been getting on? Yeah, it seems like the favorites are coming back around uh, as we kind of get to, at least for last week. I think we left off on the 22nd, I believe. So uh, between uh, the 23rd to the 27th, about five days, I think the favorites have been doing well. Things have been more about, you know, the matchups that we've seen this uh, weekend and then, uh, sorry, to close the weekend and then get into the weekend. Um, you know, when you had the Marlins going up against the Rays, you had um, Colorado and the Giants, um, Pirates and the Phillies, you know, those, the teams that needed to win for playoff implications, they were taking care of business. And, you know, we didn't really have those upsets. And uh, so it kind of came back around, you know, I think we were at what, 2699 or something around the 2700. Yeah. So uh, you had lost about $1,000 over the five days, uh, but you're still up about $1,700 for the week. Uh, sorry, for the month. And, you know, hopefully you can, you know, if you finish around plus $2,000 as $100 better uh, blindly without doing any handicapping or any work, I think you would take that any day of the any day of the week, wouldn't you? Yeah, we lost that on, uh, it was one day, really. There was 1,050 yeah. on September the 24th, which is count, which accounts for that entire Right, that entire negative uh, negative return over those few days. So um, I think that'll that'll clock back up again a little bit this week, Moonaf. Um, if you do want to get on those underdogs or even a little bit of six to one uh, Tampa Bay, uh, which I'm quite drawn to at the moment. Um, win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, uh, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards, get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. Sign up today to receive a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. If you've got any tickets that we've tipped up earlier in the season, uh, and you want to maybe hedge out a little bit before the playoffs start, get a prop swap, which is the marketplace to buy and spell, spell, buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new propswap.com. It's packed with fresh features. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. Prop swap will match it up to $500. With prop swap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Get started today by going to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Okay, Moonaf, let's put some meat on these bones then. Um, what's up for grabs this week? Uh, we're in the final week. 
we'll start with this uh, this Braves and Phillies division um, that nobody seems to want to win. Someone's going to have to win it. Uh, yeah. So in the NL East, Munaf, um, as it stands, um, the Braves have a two and a half game lead over Philadelphia. Um, how's that shaping up this week? Who are they playing and uh, and what, what we expected? Yeah, so we have the uh, Braves and Phillies, uh, like you mentioned, Malcolm, pretty much for the division. They have a three-game set starting tonight. Uh, I believe it is in, should I wrote this down? Is it in Philly or is it in Atlanta? Let me take a look here. I believe it's in Philly. No, it's in Atlanta. So uh, we have Zach Wheeler and uh, Charlie Morton tonight. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, one of the guys mentioned that there was some type of boost from one of these books from for the Phillies and and you know a total on this game. But you know this is going to be a playoff atmosphere. Both teams know what's at stake here, and I think that if the uh, Braves are able to take two out of three from the Phillies here, I think that will pretty much secure the division for them. I just think the Phillies are going to have to win. Um, I think they're going to have to win all three games here, and I think if they do that, they're going to have that half-game lead going into the weekend then. And if they're only able to get two out of the three, they're only going to have a one-and-a-half game lead um, going into the weekend. And if we're kind of going to look ahead uh, to what the schedule is for both of these teams, uh, so for the Phillies, after the three games against the um, Braves is to start the week, they go to Miami. So if they're able to you know, maybe get two out of three here and take care of business against Miami, um, they have a great shot to win this division. But I think Atlanta knows that if they're able to take two out of the three from the Phillies uh, between today and Thursday, um, they then have to face the Mets. Now the Mets can play spoiler for the uh, Braves. So this is going to be interesting, Malcolm. I don't know what you think, but I think for me, the Phillies are going to have to get two out of the three here against the uh, Braves, and then they're going to have to win all three games for the um, uh, win all three games against the Marlins to win this division. And I think if the Braves are able to get two out of the three here uh, against the um, the Phillies, I think they'll have a three and a half game lead. I think at that point it'll be too late for the um, the Phillies to win this division. So I have tickets on both of these teams. I do prefer the Phillies to win for a more more of a profit, but I'm not going to get greedy. Yeah, I think that we uh, had discussed this a while back that pick up these two teams when they were I think like plus six hundred and then plus four hundred when the Mets were leading this division, and now. Um, you know, the thing is going to be uh, this is going to be a fun series to watch. My eyes are going to be uh, glued to this series. So uh, I'm not what I'm not sure what you think, but I, I think the Phillies may be able to, you know, hopefully get two out of three here. Yeah, well, that's it. The, the back end of the week will be largely irrelevant unless the Phillies can exactly uh, get a minimum, uh, minimum two out of three. Um, the Braves are 1.15 for the division. So roundabout, what would that be? Minus 750 roundabout. Uh, and yeah. the Phillies, you can still pick the Phillies up at four to one. Um, I suppose the other way to do that would be maybe if you, you'd have to parlay the Phillies, uh, either take them to win tonight and then roll up any winnings on them to win tomorrow or something like that. Um, or a serious take, yeah. price for this, um, for, for these two teams or for this uh, game or for this series between, you know, if you find a series, let me see if I can find a serious prop here for this weekend or for these two teams. Um, yeah, the Phillies yeah, are plus one forty-five, but I think Malcolm, you're right. I think that you rather probably play the Phillies as dogs in every single game if you think the Phillies are going to win this series because I believe they already with Zach Wheeler are an underdog. With the other yeah, two pitchers right. that they have going, I mean, they're going to be underdogs for sure because Zach Wheeler is your best pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I do think the Braves will get it done um, for no other reason than I think they're a little bit better than the Phillies. Although uh, you've 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 banged the drum for the Phillies uh, quite a few times over the last couple of months. Yeah, and, and you've you, you've shown good judgment because while I've kept fading them and, and they are round about the five hundred team, uh, but you found the value. It's it's been really good value uh, play. Uh, that you've been able to get a get a team that is still hanging around in the last game of the season, yeah. only two and a half games back, and they've never really. This is probably the shortest price they've ever been. Um, the, I can't remember at any point if they've been any shorter than four to one for this division. Yeah, I think the one thing that's going to come back to bite the Phillies is that they lost that game to the Pirates on Sunday, and if they would have yeah. won that game, they would have been only one and a half games out. And it, it, it's crazy because you have 162 games in a regular season. And you're at this point where every single game now matters, where if you would have taken care of business maybe early on in the season, um, I, I think that maybe you would have had a, a better cushion here. But it is what it is right now. The Phillies know what that's the Phillies know what's at stake. The Braves know what's at stake. So this is going to be a very, very fun series, playoff atmosphere. I would kind of lean towards taking maybe unders in these games just because I think both managers recognize that it's going to be all hands on deck, right? It's balls to the yeah. walls time for both of these teams, especially the Phillies. So um, I'm excited to watch this series for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can, uh, I can see myself having a few late nights uh, this week to catch up with some of these games. Um, next up then, the, the the other big one is the uh, the Giants and the Dodgers. Right. Um, again, that's been, uh, that's been the race all season. Giants have got out to that lead. Um Everyone's been waiting for them to relinquish it. Um, yeah. And eventually the Dodgers have started to, just started to squeeze them. I mean, 102 wins for the Giants. Uh, yeah, for the Giants, 100 wins for the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers are two games back um, as far as the prices go. A little bit closer together um, than the Braves and the Phillies. So the Giants are at 1.25, so minus 400. And the Dodgers at plus 375. Uh, so about a point and a quarter shorter than the Philadelphia Phillies are to close that to close that gap. Um, the Dodgers uh, play the Padres, where the Giants get the D backs, and that might be the crucial start, Muna. Yeah, this is um, this is going to be interesting because now that the Padres are playing the Dodgers, then the Dodger or sorry, then the Padres are going to visit the Giants over the weekend. So I think these next three games for the the uh, Giants for, against the Diamondbacks, I think they have to win all three of these games for them to maintain maybe that two in a two game lead, three game lead. That maybe if the Padres want to play spoiler to the Dodgers, um, it, it's going to be interesting. I think this this race is going to be a little more intriguing than the NL West or so the the NL East. Um, so kind of set the stage. Let's kind of pull the curtain back here. So we have the Padres and the Dodgers to start the week here, Tuesday to Thursday. And then we have the Arizona Diamondbacks taking on the uh, Giants going into Stanford, San Francisco uh, from Tuesday to Thursday. So and then the weekend, I know we'll do a drop another podcast, but just kind of looking ahead. Um, the Dodgers are going to face the let's see the Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend. So that's going to be a tough series, Malcolm. That's a good I mean, series. Yeah, that's a great sounding series. Yeah, so it, that's going to be fun. I think, that, you know, I don't think Milwaukee's going to lay down. Um, and then the Padres are going to visit the San Francisco Giants uh, over the weekend. So 
The, the Padres are, are, you know, facing two best teams in NL West. Um, I think a little more tougher schedule for the Dodgers, we can say for sure, because um, they're not, they're possibly not going to have their aces throw the weekend because you have Bueller going tonight. You have Scherzer going tomorrow, and then you have uh, Tony Gosselin going on Thursday, and then they have Kershaw and uh, Julio Urias going on Saturday. So you're maybe going to get Bueller on Sunday, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think definitely a tougher road for the Dodgers here. But again, those these two divisions we had talked about all season long that it's going to come down to the last week of the season, and here we are. Yeah, um, just looking at the odds, I mean, look at you could. Uh, you could parlay the two, which is round about minus two or five to a hundred dollars. It'd win you one hundred and forty-four. Um, that wouldn't particularly blow my skirt. But um, I think the, the the big thing is it's, it's the Giants being the D backs because I could see one of either the Phillies or the Dodgers winning. So I wouldn't put you off either a pizza bet on both teams because I don't sure. know which one of them is going to catch the other. But I think one of them might. Um, I like to say just I think the Giants could really. Uh, the the D-backs have checked out for the season, really. Um, mm-hmm. So if San Francisco can turn them over over the next couple of nights, that might just be enough to knock a hole in uh, in the Dodgers' enthusiasm. Uh, and they, they they might just have to settle. They, they'll know by then that they're settling for um, settling for a wild card spot. Um, the rest of them then moon off. The Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, the A's. What's going on? So the Astros lost four. I think they lost three or four games. I know they got swept by the A's this past weekend. They lost four in a row, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they're still in a good position. I think if they win, I think the next couple games here, or I think if they win tonight, they should be able to clinch the division. Let me just double-check the standings here. I know the uh, A's lost last night to the Mariners. So the uh, Astros have a... So the Astros have a four and a half game lead over the the Mariners, and I think yeah. their magic number is down to two, I believe. So if they, you know, if they win the next two games, I think that that will pretty much take care of it. And they have the Rays coming to town, so um, still a four and a half game lead. I think they have what six games left to play. So uh, two, I think the magic number is down to two now for the Astros. So I think the, they'll take care of that in a AL West division. The more intriguing race, Malcolm is going to be that wild card um, for the uh, the American League. It's uh, we're kind of seeing the Yankees and the Red Sox have a, or the Red Sox have a one game lead over the Blue Jays, one and a half game lead over the Mariners, and the uh, Yankees right now have a one game lead over the Red Sox with that number one spot in the wild card division. So, or for, sorry, the wild card race. So, we talked about the Yankees are going to face the Blue Jays this week. The Red Sox get a break. They face the Orioles uh, to start the week here. So, you know, as the Red Sox right now, their mentality is, Let's just take care of business against the Orioles and let the Yankees and the Blue Jays beat up on each other going into the weekend, and then we'll see what happens. But um, again, the Mariners and the A's are facing each other also. I think it might be tough for the A's to kind of come back for this AL um, wild card. I think so. It's probably between uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners here. Yeah, I think a couple of nights ago, there was a scenario where you could have got a five-way tie. Um, Certain teams had to take certain games off each other. Um, What's Seattle doing up there? Uh, it's absolutely unbelievable, really. They've done so well, won eight of their last ten uh, to carry on this little wild card, which, which I think will ultimately fall a little bit short. Yeah. Um, like you say, Boston need uh, New York and Toronto to keep cutting each other's throats. And Boston, a bit like San Francisco, uh, drawing Arizona, Boston drawing Baltimore, should be enough, really. 
uh, for them to get over the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, uh, any any bets uh, in amongst all of that lot, lot Moonaf? I mean, um, that there's yeah. no, I can't I can't find a line on on teams to make to make the uh, playoffs. So uh, you look at the American League. I mean, the Yankees are seven to one. The Red Sox are eight and a half to one. Blue Jays at twelves. Um, one of them's going to be. You see, I would I would immediately mm-hmm. sort of lean towards Boston. Yeah. Um, just because of the, this Baltimore, you, they, I think they're going to make it. Um, and therefore, you've got a live a live run at a big price. We've just talked about um, prop swap. Um, yeah. By the time this is this is done and dusted, um, I don't think Boston will be eight and a half to one come come Friday or Saturday evening this week. Yeah, I, I see uh, uh, some make and miss playoffs on another book here, but it's monumental prices. You have the Red Sox at... Minus 280 to make the uh, playoffs. And then you have the Yankees at minus 525. If you are a believer in the Blue Jays, you can get the yes at plus 150 um, for the uh, wild card there. But, um, you know, nothing. I think your better options are to probably just play the game money lines or maybe a series price um, for the for for the matchups early on in the week here. But, um, you know, I don't think you want to lay a minus 650 or a minus even a minus 280 at this point between the Red Sox and the um, the Yankees. The Braves are minus 650 to make the playoffs. And I the Phillies are plus 425, like you were mentioning earlier. But yeah, um, I think it might be better if you kind of just play the money lines or or a series price, like I mentioned, uh, for these teams that are, you know, battling for a playoff positioning here. Yeah. Um, so moving on, Moonoff, in terms of, uh, play a specials. I mean, you, th- at this stage of the week, you're looking. You'd be looking to parlay um, any of these short price favorites because a lot of them have gone locked up. Robbie Ray has now gone minus two hundred, which isn't too short. It's him and Garrett Cole. Um, sh- um, Randy Rosarena is round about minus one forty three. So that would, I mean, that parlay. I think because I think uh, Robbie Ray and Rosarena um, are both pretty much knocking bets. Like uh, so, round about minus two hundred the pair. Um, you could even add in Max Scherzer uh, and Bryce Harper there. It's sort of well minus minus one sixty and then minus one thirty for Bryce Harper. So there's quite a lot of uh, these prop bets even in the last week that are relatively live. If you wanted to parlay a couple together, um, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put you off that at all. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are say that they're locked up a bit like the, when all the divisions went odds on. Yeah. Uh, but certainly not to where uh, I would. You would expect maybe at this stage of the season that they would be absolutely done and just a bit like the Shohei Otani one, who's sort of hundred to one on now. Yeah. I would have thought that a lot of the others uh, might be much shorter prices, but actually um, they're still relatively, relatively viable odds. Yeah, you have uh, Scherzer probably making his final start, I believe, tomorrow night. He's still at a minus one sixty-five prize for the Cy Young Award in the National League. And then uh, your guy Robbie Ray um, going, and, and it's gonna. This is gonna be interesting because I think if Robbie Ray loses uh, his start against the Yankees, and if Garrett Cole is able to win it, I think that might just kind of be the tipping point for one of these two uh, pitchers to win this award. Yeah, and it's literally down to those two guys. And you know, right now you could get Garrett Cole at plus one fifty, and then in the National League, Max Scherzer, like I said, minus one sixty five. Corbin Burns is the uh, second on a uh, uh, second favorite for the National League MB- or sorry the Cy Young. He's at plus one ten. So um, I think that Scherzer probably has that locked up. I think the the American League one is a little more intriguing to me 
Um, if you don't want to, you know, put down a, a small bet on Garrett Cole, because the, I looked up Robbie Ray's numbers against the Yankees and they're really not pretty. Um, but, and again, I know you're sweating out the, uh, the strikeout yeah. prop. So uh, what, how, what's his lead on that right now? I haven't actually checked this with me enough. I've been in such a drunken stupid since Friday. Uh, so yeah, I can try and drag yeah. that up. I'll, I'll, I'll drag it up for you. You um, drag it up for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, you know, this, this, you know, when you have, we talked about that, that one or two divisions or so one, one, or, two, one or two of these series between uh, these pitchers is going to kind of be the difference here. So for the awards in that lease, and right now I'm seeing Robbie Ray has a seven uh, strikeout lead over Garrett Cole um, in the American League. Uh, you, did, did you take it for the league or is it for the entire MLB? Uh, MLB. Okay, so then. Uh, no, sorry. No, the league, Muna. For the American League? Yeah. Okay, so then Robbie Ray has a seven uh, seven strikeout lead over Garrett Cole, and if we just want to look at it for the entire MLB, he has a four strikeout lead over Zach Wheeler. Um, yeah. So I think that if he's able to maybe get you know six to seven more against the Yankees, which do strike out a lot, you know, there's no doubt about that. So I think that Robbie Ray probably has that pretty much. I think we can say close to locked up. I think eighty to ninety percent. Absolutely. Uh... So all of these things this week, Munaf, it's the sort of week in MLB that it's, it's going to make your hair fall out. Now, I know we we have the two most spectacular heads of hair yes. uh, on the whole SGP. And it'd be quite a close run contest as to who's got the uh, most lustrous hair out of us <laughs> two. But after after this week at MLB, uh, we might need a little bit of help uh, by Sunday night. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair uh, with a convenient virtual doctor consultation and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave home. Uh, treatment start at just $10 per month. Discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S, slash S-G-P. You'll receive your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash S-G-P to get your first month free. Okay, then, Moon. So we'll know a lot. I think we're going to record on Friday night. Uh, so we're going to make some picks now. Yep. Um, in theory, I think we've all sort of gone to the bigger series. Um, it's, it's harder to pick when you're teams who really don't have anything to play for. So I think we've a bit of tunnel vision and we focused in. Uh, plus, people are going to be watching these series more. People are going to watch these games more. Yeah. Uh, so we focused in over the next two nights before before we come back and uh, and regroup on Friday uh, to give a lock and a dog uh, from these big series over the next couple of nights. So um, you can lead off, Moon. After you had the two wins last week, so what have you got for us? Yeah, I actually went with uh, kind of two locks here. Like you mentioned about the dogs, it's kind of difficult to find what's the motivation at some of these lesser teams, right? And, you know, you may be able to sneak one or two in there, but I kind of went with two locks here uh, for this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, let's start it off on Wednesday. I'm going to go Yankees versus Blue Jays. I'm going to take the under uh, with Garrett Cole and Jose Barrios on the mound. Um, Cole has been great this season, right? Uh, obviously, he's one of the uh, Cy Young uh, favorites here, or co-favorites, you can say. Uh, Ten and four with a three point zero five ERA on the road this season, and he's 
up against the Blue Jays. He started four games against the Blue Jays, two and one with a 2.74 ERA, 23 innings pitched, 17 hits, seven earned runs allowed to the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays are only batting 202 against Cole. Meanwhile, on the mound for the uh, Blue Jays is going to be Jose Barrios. He's been great and he's been in great form for the Blue Jays and recently also. Um, he has not allowed more than three runs over his last six starts. And he did face the Yankees on September 9th. He went six and two thirds, allowed only five hits and two earned runs to the uh, Yankees. And like I said, Malcolm, we're discussing these uh, these playoff or playoff implication series that this is going to have that playoff series feel because both teams need the W's. So I'm expecting great pitching performances from, I guess you can say the best pitchers on both of these teams uh, the two aces for both the Yankees and the Blue Jays. So I'm going to take the under on Wednesday night between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And then my second lock, um, Thursday, Red Sox team total, I believe it will probably be six and a half. The five and a half may be juice around minus 130, minus 135. And I'm simply fading Alexander Wells for of the Orioles here. In the last series against the uh, Orioles, uh, the Red Sox, uh, faced them on September 17th to the 19th. The Red Sox put up 24 runs in three games and uh, Fenway. They scored seven runs in all three games at minimum, and now they will be in Baltimore. The Red Sox know that they can get a wild card spot. Uh, they're just going to have to go out and we win every single game against the Orioles. And like we mentioned that, let the Blue Jays and the Yankees kind of beat up on each other. Um, Alexander Wells, on the mound for the Orioles, like I said, Wells is 0-1 with a 7.07 ERA at home. Uh, he's faced the Red Sox on September 19th and allowed five earned runs in five innings to the Red Sox. In uh, four September starts, Alexander Wells has allowed 18 earned runs and 15 innings pitch, which has equated to a 7.50 ERA. And I don't think the Red Sox are going to have a problem getting to Alexander Wells here. So um, the bats are healthy. For the Red Sox, they've kind of gotten past this COVID situation. They know that if they're going to make the playoffs, um, they're going to have to win all three of these games. And I, I see no problem for the Red Sox putting up runs, at least against Alexander Wells on Thursday night. So that's going to be the Red Sox team total over five and a half, probably six and a half. But I'm, I'm comfortable that they're going to get over this number. So just to recap, uh, Wednesday, Yankees versus Blue Jays take the under with Garrett Cole and Jose Barrios on the mound. And then on Thursday, Red Sox team total over five and a half, over six and a half. I'm comfortable that they'll get seven runs in this game against Alexander Wells. And Alexander Wells is the key pitcher that we're looking out for. It doesn't matter who's starting for the Red Sox. We're just uh, looking to fade Alexander Wells um, uh, for the Orioles. Yeah, absolutely, Munaf. That um, that second one, I think the Red Sox have got both the ability and the motivation. Uh, to get to Alexander Wells and get to him early. So, yeah, I really like that one. Um, in terms of your first one, I need to follow it up here, Munaf, because uh, as you said to me off air earlier on, uh, we normally ended up with, uh, oh, we we kind of ended up with a, with our first clash of the season, uh, yeah. remarkably. Um, because for my, uh, well, start with my dog then, because we followed up. And I was I was actively looking for a dog. I didn't cop out and take two locks like you, Moonaf. You know, I was following the, uh, <laughs> I was fo- I was following the format. Uh, you know, as as laid out in the terms and conditions of our uh, of our contract. So I was looking for someone who was competitive, um, but also would be a dog. And it is the Blue Jays, and it is uh, Berrios. 
and it's the presence of Garrett Cole that makes this most appealing for me. The presence of Garrett Cole makes Berrios a viable underdog pick, I think. Um, so all the reasons you said, uh, this is going to be uh, a relatively low-scoring game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely happy to take the under. But I just thought at the prices, um, obviously the under's going to be just a little bit. I thought the Blue Jays might be able to get this done. Um, I don't need to run all the numbers. Uh, you've already run the numbers on uh, on Berrios um, and Garrett Cole. I faded Cole a few times this season. I think mm-hmm. you might have as well. Um, yeah. And it's actually gone quite well for us. But I just thought the, the it's it's a competitive game. You, what you want is a live dog, uh, a motivated dog. And um, the presence of Garrett Cole makes this uh, a viable one for me. Uh, so I'll take the Blue Jays. So if we're going Blue Jays and under Munaf, um, that might be our first parley of the season. Uh, Blue go. Jays to win and under on the total. Uh, my luck is going to be uh, another under. Uh, this is also Wednesday night, so tomorrow night. And it's the A's and the Mariners. Um, Frankie, Man- uh, Frankie Montas against Logan Gilbert. Well, Montas has been great lately, and I'm really delighted for him. Um, he's had a super strong second half to the season. He had one dodgy out in versus KC, I think maybe two starts ago, three starts ago. Um, but his July ERA was 2.3. His August ERA was 2.03. And in September, which included the dodgy start, but he's still running along at 2.61. Uh, regularly going seven innings. His whip slow, his strikeouts are high. He's just been pitching really, really well. Um, Logan Gilbert for Seattle has also been excellent. Um, he gave up four runs last time versus the Angels. But that's the only time in his last five starts he's given up more than two runs. Um I didn't know whether to take this as a first five under or a total under. However, I'm quite happy with both teams' bullpens. So I think uh, I think this could just remain a little low-scoring game all round. This could be a little tight 3-2 or something. Um, so to recap my two, I'll take uh, the under in Auckland v Seattle on Wednesday, which is Frankie Montas and Logan Gilbert. Uh, and I'm going to take the Blue Jays as a dog against Garrett Cole and the Yankees also on Wednesday night. Uh, Scott Reichel, who went two for two on last weekend's podcast, has made us a couple of picks. Uh, and Scott will give them to us now. Hey, guys. Scott Reichel back here with your lock and dog for the week. Quickly recapping how we did over the weekend. We ended up sweeping. So we'll look to continue our winning streak over the next few days. And starting with the lock on Wednesday, I'm looking at the Cleveland Indians on the money line at the Kansas City Royals. And a couple of reasons why I actually like that play a lot. First of all, the Indians have dominated the head-to-head meetings so far this season, as Cleveland has won 13 of the first 16 meetings. Police X on the mound for Cleveland, two starts against Kansas City this season, 11 innings pitched, 2.45 ERA. So I expect him to pitch well once again on Wednesday. Meanwhile, you have Daniel Lynch on the mound for Kansas City, and he's been awful at home this season, 29 and two-thirds innings pitched, 6.67 ERA. Plus, Lynch has made two starts against Cleveland this season, 10 and two-thirds innings pitched, 5.91 ERA. So I think the Lynch should struggle, and Politech should lead his team to a nice road victory. And looking at the dogs, sticking with Wednesday's card, I like the Tigers on the money line at Minnesota, and that's at around plus 140. Now, a couple reasons why I like the Tigers to beat them on Wednesday. First of all, the Twins have a 69-87 and 87 record, while the Tigers have a 75-81 and 81 record. So the Tigers have been the much better team all season long. Tigers have also been playing some decent baseball lately, as the Tigers have won five of their last eight games. Casey Mize on the mound for Detroit. Two starts against Minnesota so far this season. Ten innings pitched, 3.6 ERA. I think he'll pitch pretty well in this one. And Pineda's on the mound for Minnesota. And he really has not been that good at home this season. 3.92 ERA, but 
He has the tendency to give up a couple of home runs, so we'll see what happens there. But I do think that this line is way too high. I think the Tigers are definitely alive to win that game. That has been your lock and dog for the week. Let it ride. There you go. Thank you very much, Scott. And that moon off has it just about covered. All that's left is just for uh, to sit back and watch this unfold over a couple of nights. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my eyes are going to be glued to the Phillies and the Braves. I've talked about and also the Blue Jays and the Yankees series kicking off. So uh, hopefully when we come back on Friday, we'll have more clarity of how the playoff picture is going to look. So I'm excited, man. Last week of the MLB season here, um, gearing up for the playoffs. I think, you know, you and I will do maybe a couple more podcasts than we usually do just because there will be playoff games every single day. But we're, we'll work out the scheduling there. But I'm excited, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we get more clarity, like I said, uh, coming in on Friday and hopefully we cash our picks and then get ready for the weekend. And then obviously for the wild card games and the, um, and the playoffs is going to be a lot of fun. So definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to be back on Friday. Like, like Moon, I've just uh, alluded to, we're going to try and, uh, a little bit more little and often maybe as the playoffs go, um, because there's going to be, there's going to be picks to be made. Um, in in tough spots every night. So yeah. uh, we might just break it up into bite-sized pieces and try and get something out every day or two. Um, but yeah, so on that case, we're going to be back on Friday night where we'll know a little bit more about what's happened uh, over the next few nights. So um, as usual, uh, the website has got the picks embedded, sgpn.com. Um, subscribe, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave ratings and reviews, which means we can crack on with this silliness for a little bit longer. Um Hope everyone enjoys the last week. I hope yeah, your picks and your teams uh, do whatever you wish. Thank you very much, Munaf. I apologise for my uh, <laughs> shell-like demeanour tonight. But um, yeah, I've got to go and play football tonight as well. You know, I keep forgetting about that. I've got We're not to play f- Champions League tonight. So I know where they're starting. We play now. fat man five-a-side football on a Tuesday. So I'm going to go and sweat the beer out of me. I'll there be sweating go. neat alcohol. So yeah, hopefully that'll fix me. Um, and I will be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when we talk again on Friday. Uh, thank you very much, Munaf. Thank you, yes, everybody, for listening. Uh, have a good few nights. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.